0: Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. Hey guys, so the more I get into podcasting, the more I realize all of the things that I want to do and how I want this thing to run. And I'd really like to start with a quote of the day for as many episodes as I have something meaningful for you because quotes just really do it for me. So today we're going to start with one that I recently heard on Chris Harder's podcast called For the Love of Money. He was interviewing Charlie the Rocket Jabbily, and Charlie said this, Boil one pot of water, not a lake you can always add water later. And this quote is just so perfect for what we're going to get into today because I'm going to be doing my first ever interview with Jason Siano, first ever interview with him and first or second ever interview for this podcast. And what's interesting is Jason is kind of my superhero, my idol. He's the person that's really motivated me to keep doing what it is I feel I'm called to do in real estate. And what's also interesting is that like me, he has a portfolio lifestyle. And one of the biggest struggles, in my opinion, and we'll get to his later with the portfolio lifestyle is not trying to do too many things at once because we actually are doing a lot of things at once. And so it is hard to try and apply all of the pressure, all of the heat to a lot of things. And what Charlie was saying is that with marketing specifically, you want to start really small. So think about how quickly you could boil one cup of water or a smaller pot of water versus the impossible of boiling a lake. And in his experience, he had said in the music business, he would focus on one club or one area of town or one market at a time and build from there. And so I think that is something I will definitely take to heart as I move forward with everything that I'm doing and really just kind of focus on pushing one thing at a time if there is something I happen to be marketing. So anyway, I just thought you would appreciate that. And now let's get into why I've chosen Jason Ciano to be here today. And interestingly enough, I think you may know this, but I was dating a guy, this is, gonna you're going to say, why is she going all the way back here? In 2014, I briefly, briefly dated a guy who lived in Nashville. And he had some friends that were, I guess what you would call now, celebrities. And I met them when they were just starting. They were just on the brink of kind of getting to that point where they're like, whoa, we're going to make it. And to give you an example, so you don't sound like I'm just blowing smoke here, Dan and Shay, I got to meet them when I was dating my ex when they were on their radio tour. So they obviously had enough momentum built up that they were touring around the country, working their butts off to put their music out there on the radio. And they were about to drop their first ever album. And it was just such an exciting time for them. I met one of my ex's other friends named Mitchell Tenpenny. And Mitchell now has a song on the radio called Drunk Me. You've probably heard it. And at that point in time, he was living in his mom's basement trying to convince his friends that music was what he was going to be, you know, called to do. And, and he was trying to figure it out. And so, you know, he was dating a girl at the time that wanted to be a professional makeup artist and was super talented and Flash forward to today, and she does at least five people for the CMAs, CMT awards. Like every time there's a big award show, she's there living her dream. And these, again, are just a couple of the people, or few people that I got to meet via my ex at a time when they were just hustling, right? So for me, that really, I've always been one of those people that says seeing is believing. And I was seeing those people hustle and I believed in hard work, and I believed that I needed to go make things happen. But at this point, I still hadn't even moved to Boston yet. I knew I wanted to do something in fitness, but I didn't even know what it was going to be. And there was so much more I had to discover for myself. But either way, I see these people you know, start to make it, start to become kind of famous. And I remember thinking, well, I don't want to be a musician. So seeing isn't believing that like, I'm not seeing them saying, I too can be a musician. I, I too can be a singer. Like, no, absolutely not. But I I just knew I could use, you know, seeing their success fuel me, but I hadn't seen anyone do what I wanted to do. And I, again, it took me about three years to even figure out what I want to do and, you know, trial and error with fitness stuff and writing and coaching and getting back into real estate and flash forward to fall of 2018, I got the opportunity to market some sites that were specifically looking for fitness uses. I pounded the pavement. I'm reaching out to all the concepts that in my perfect world, I would love to be nearby a you know big shopping center or whatever. And I get in touch with this guy <laughs> because I stalked him on LinkedIn and I sent a quick message to him and it turns out it is Jason who you are about to meet. And through a very quick just exhilarating conversation with him, I was able to learn that he is, as my favorite comedian would say, living my truth. And he is a fitness real estate expert. But that's not all that he does. He does so much more. He has a creative consulting business. He is the CEO of his own real estate brokerage. And he's also a consultant for numerous fitness businesses and serves on other boards, including charities to just make a difference in this world. And so I will let him explain better what he does. I think the biggest struggle for all of us in the portfolio lifestyle world have trouble answering the question. So what do you do? <laughs> but it's also a fun one for us. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you the person who has really been that final person I needed to see in my life to say, seeing is believing Mr. Jason himself. I'll send you the whole.
1: And then You're just to take some video too with this. Not yet,
0: but as we get okay. started. For Instagram? Actually, yeah, it's fine. I, I, have, I have your Instagram on my phone. Awesome. Finally. Finally. We're, We're in here. the flesh in Let's real life. Make it happen. What's cool is that I do feel like I know you based on your online presence, which is huge because not everybody is the same. In real life and online. So what do you feel like, do you get that a lot?
1: Do I get that a lot? I think so. I think the authenticity of my personality just shines through social media because I'm not trying to be somebody else. And that's the only way that it really works. And I think you have to be a certain type of individual to even be on social media to the capacity and extent that That I am. That you are, yeah. Yeah, Yes. And
0: one thing I admire is that it's not, and you actually touched on this like last week or recently where you said- I'm going to show you like my family's birthday and I'm also going to show you my work hustle. I'm not going to show you my work. I'm going to show you what I eat if I feel like it. It's just you living you in real time. And did you have a moment where you thought, I, I'm going to do this and you you shifted into that? Or is it just always been that way with the way you open Instagram and use Instagram?
1: I started from from the beginning of really like getting more and more involved in social media. I continue to push my boundaries to kind of push my own comfort levels. Mm -hmm. I subscribe to the theory that you have to continuously live uncomfortably Mm -hmm. because I think that the only time that you can actually grow is by – staying outside of your comfort zone and pushing yourself. Once you start to do that and you start to get more comfortable doing things that you weren't necessarily comfortable with when you started, it's amazing your mindset and and just how open you are to anything. And it becomes kind of an adventure more so
0: than- Oh, I I love that. So, I- I actually, before I go to bed at night, I picture skiing or snowboarding because I just like when you're doing that, you got to like absorb the bumps. You got to make a turn. You got to miss a tree you didn't see coming. And Mm -hmm. so- I think of life as an adventure and and thinking like, oh crap, Like I gotta run over here and then go to this hotel. Like Even just today, I got a little stressed out at like two o'clock when my hotel wasn't ready. I'm like, I gotta take a page out of my own book and be like, all right, this is how I pivot. Like you were saying earlier, guys, we were supposed to be here at later tonight, like unknown time, but later.
1: TBD. And
0: here we are. But I'm gonna jump into something that is, was a very uncomfortable question for me for a while. Sure. Which is, what do you do? And I'll get into maybe why it was uncomfortable for me, but I want you to imagine you're on an airplane and the person sitting next to you simply just says, what do you do? And you're going to answer thoroughly in just a few sentences.
1: Yeah. I live at the intersection of commercial real estate and digital media. Love that. So, So
0: then they say, what do you do on digital media?
1: Typically the conversation about commercial real estate happens first. I'm now in the industry for 18 years. So when I started, it was very local you know i was working with nail salons and different retailers essentially as well as local landlords you know helping them merchandise and fill space and then you know that kind of evolved to landing my first national account which was Starbucks coffee Starbucks you know in a lot of ways kind of wrote the book on real estate strategy and and execution and you know the the things the tools that I learned working with Starbucks who I still work with today 15 years later
0: and I'm working with cafe Nero for those of you who don't know there you so go. shout <laughs>
1: out little- to coffee yeah uh,
0: coffee keeping us running I actually am a Starbucks drinker though so don't telecaffeineer
1: Yeah. Well, they're going to check this out and figure that out quickly. <laughs> you know, so from there I ended up, I went to college in Arizona. So I spent a lot of time on the West coast. I went to LA to visit a friend and was working remotely out of a FedEx Kinko's, I think it was at the time okay. before FedEx office. Right. And I looked out the window, I saw this really interesting facade and left all my things on my desk. Like was like a moth to light, right? So I went I went, and it was Chipotle. So,
0: wow.
1: so that was really, I walked in, knew that they were changing the game. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen. And I just called them like religiously day and night and okay. ended up, you know, after about probably a year and a half, two years, I ended up bringing them to New York.
0: Do you remember what the thing was that you feel like landed it? The thing that you said that you were like, I think I got them?
1: Yes, I was so persistent, and I knew my market cold. So anything that they, you know, and 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 by the way, like, and this is a little secret of mine that I'll give away. I also do all the work up front before somebody's a client. So when a tenant sees that you put that type of energy into, into something, in the they can only imagine what you'll do when you're when actually you're representing them. them. Correct. So you know, I've always been. That's really a secret to my success. I'm never, I don't see anything as a waste of time. And you know, that's why I love moments like this where I'm able to kind of share these secrets and tips and i don't see anybody as competition Mm -hmm. i don't i like helping others and that's another thing on social media because you know i like to provide value to people for nothing in return yeah that's Um, how
0: i started with nutrition just giving people tips about protein bars or workouts or why i'm doing a squat workout on this day and it's it's nice to feel like there's a real community there to yeah. have interaction with.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, we both share a passion for the fitness industry. When we first were connected, basically, mm-hmm. I told you that you're a unicorn, mm-hmm. kind of like myself, where, you know, I, I, I'm i passionate about the fitness industry. Also passionate about emerging concepts, you know, a la, mm-hmm. you know, finding Chipotle in my travels in 2003, three four, yeah. and being involved in things that kind of have an impact on the world, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been fortunate enough to duplicate that several times mm-hmm. in my career. So I think that's like my differentiator as a human mm-hmm. because, you know, from there it, it was European Wax Center. From there it was yeah. Orange Theory Fitness from the first location. So, you know, I've done that. Many times and continue to do that today. And that's what I'm most passionate about because I'm able to help entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and, you know, who are always interesting people, yeah. especially founders of companies that end up, you know, going global. You know, that's always, it's something that I just, you know, I, I get such a high out of that.
0: That's amazing. So, yeah. There's so much to unpack there. I think, you know, really quick note is that I actually reached out to Jay on LinkedIn yes. about SolidCore. Core correct so that is a company you're actively working with yes. and a, a company that if you're in chicago i know they just opened and i know a lot of my friends out there are taking solid core a lot of uh, my friends are teaching river north yeah river north which is awesome when you started like jumping straight into real mm-hmm. estate did you have other things on your plate were there because some people have to have either money in the bank to do real estate especially as a broker or a side hustle and did you ever feel like you were torn or like time constraint or were you able to focus all in on real estate?
1: Yeah. So it's a great question and I'm probably going to answer this in a completely different way than you would ever anticipate. Yeah. I was dealing with tragedy. I had just lost my mom. So what did I have? I had nothing and the only way that I could keep myself from a destructive place essentially was to pour myself into work. work. I told you actually because we have this in common. Our families are in the automobile business. I
0: forgot about that. Yeah, so I
1: grew up in in a family, long line of car dealers and you know wanted for nothing growing up had a great childhood and it was always expected that i would go into the automobile business mm-hmm. and when i was in college about junior year my mom was diagnosed with cancer my parents kept that from me because they didn't want me to come Near back school, to yeah. from college right they didn't want me to they wanted me to graduate basically so once i did i was aware that she you know was sick before that but mm-hmm. long story short in my you know kind of tail end of my senior year my dad told me straight up that he did not want to work much longer. And I knew that he and I would butt heads in business. Uh, Um, Yeah, I can relate. (laughs) And and I'm also, I'm a free spirit. So I'm proud sometimes to a fault where I – didn't want to be directly associated with the family and, you know, and, and kind of growing up in a car dealership as a kid like you, I'd walk around and everybody would like, be like uh, you know, bowing down to me or there's yeah. the bosses whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, that obviously meant nothing. Yeah. It did nothing. It's like,
0: me. I'm not, I didn't yeah. start this business.
1: Exactly. So I said to my dad one night, I'll never forget, I actually came home from a late night of clubbing and I was- a I have
0: de- to ask you about <laughs> that, by the way. I, I was
1: a DJ, you <laughs> know, saying, so yeah. yeah, I was a DJ and a uh, club promoter and things of that nature and then uh, i came home one night he was still up you know and and we had a heart-to-heart and i said you know listen i'm not going to go into the family business i don't know what i'm going to do but i'm not going to do that and if you think that the best decision for you mm-hmm. at this time because i understood what he was going through different mm-hmm. than what i was going through losing a mother and he was losing a wife and i gave him my blessing to sell the company he that's did
0: got, yeah that's a hard position to be in yeah for both
1: parties it got harder because from there you know obviously unfortunately my mom ended up passing away and my dad you know was so crushed by that that and they were so in love for the longest time and all they knew was you know having each other in their lives so he kind of you know dealt with it the the way that stupid men do and got remarried real quickly and, you know, mm. that type of stuff, which we knew wouldn't last. But uh, long story short, so when my mom passed, I kind of lost my family and the concept mm. of family. So from there, you know, I had decided that I want I needed to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life. Always had an interest in real estate, specifically retail. You know, mm. I was in the nightclub restaurant kind of world. Yeah. So as I started to, to look at the industry. I also, my first job out of college, I worked for Men's Prada. So I was an assistant buyer for mm-hmm. f- so in fashion. So fashion, music, all these things. Yeah, lots of clearly. You know, did I was- anything
0: overlap? So did DJing and prada overlap or? Oh,
1: uh, d- DJing overlapped with everything. That's um, cool. Yeah, That's like was- fitness for me. Yeah, in yeah, some yeah. By- back then I was far from fit. I was doing everything to be unfit.
0: Basically,
1: <laughs> out late, <laughs> we drinking, have our partying. You know. But from there, also, I did start to. I, I always worked out, but I was never yeah. like you know super conscious of being healthy. Okay. And- because that at that time that kind of goes it's a, it's not in the they don't, if you're out till yeah, three four a.m. you can't do in it a all. nightclub yeah. you're not working out exactly at, it's know. like you
0: I'm getting up at three thirty or you four. go yeah yeah so. so was there a time once you're in real estate yeah. that you have this desire to pivot towards the creative side or the digital side or yeah was totally that well no you?
1: I've always been creative I'm heavily tattooed and I design all my tattoos I love that I've just always been a creative person and real estate, especially the retail side of the business is only creative to a certain degree, right? Like I can take things that, you know, my team and I put together Mm -hmm. on paper and, you know, that's like the ideal merchandising of a specific project. And that, again, that's only, you're only being so creative. Yeah. When I started to gain more credibility in, in the world of tenant representation, you know, working with emerging brands, a lot of the, my clients, you know, entrepreneurs, founders were willing to give me a shot at doing so much more than real estate. So our tagline is beyond real estate. Okay. So yes, as people would allow me to have some influence over their brand.
0: You and know, you have the experience in, in the business to provide that for them. So absolutely. Like, why not?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and a lot of what we do today at Sabre is advisory work okay. on behalf of clients like SolidCore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're a good example. So Anne, the founder of SolidCore, who's a great client gave me the opportunity to build her website, to mm. rebrand the company, to- uh, And the
0: website's how I found you, actually.
1: Full circle. So that that's what I really enjoy is not solely focusing on, again, personally, I mean, my company has 30 plus people that are doing all different functions. Mm-hmm. At this stage of my life, there are certain things that I enjoy most and gravitate towards because there's only so many hours in a day. Exactly. So I'm trying to- I'm trying to boil the pot, not the leak.
0: Okay. so So what's your most, if you can legally say, what's your biggest, most exciting project at the moment?
1: What is my biggest, most exciting project at the moment? The thing well, that
0: you're jumping out of bed for, you're thinking about when you're driving home, the reason you go to the office late.
1: Oh, man. I mean, there's so many reasons that I do all of the above, <laughs> you know, because fortunately- having grown saber from scratch at the beginning of 2011 you know we're so busy in so many different capacities mm-hmm. that's all extremely exciting mm-hmm. there are projects we have a redevelopment of a Sears i know that's kind of your wheelhouse yeah. too in um on Macy's the on the property side, yeah. you know development redevelopment side so we're redeveloping a major property that's in our backyard and that's really exciting yeah. Russell's heavily involved in that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's projects like that. And then there's projects like, again, SolidCore, mm-hmm. where I'm advising them on yeah. a national basi- basis. Which is huge. And they you know, have the, what, 30,
0: 35 locations? We just opened
1: the 40th, 40th? location last week. Oh my gosh. And, you know, when I started with them, they were only in the DC metro area. I think they had maybe you know shy shy of ten locations, let's say. So I'm working with Ann now for probably about let's say going on you know two and a half years, I'd say about, oh and and we've opened you know probably thirty together. With another, we probably have another twenty five in the pipeline. Yeah. And
0: what do you think? You know, speaking to people that follow me because of fitness and yeah. because of everything I'm connected to in that space, what do you think? makes the solid cores and the various boot camps. like what is that thing besides the perfect location? yeah, that that really does it for longevity and to be able to get that that good real estate spot like the best spot highest. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, and I am, again, super passionate about the fitness space. I was actually with North Castle last week, you know, so uh-huh. I'm, I'm constantly, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning is, you know, who do I have the potential to sit across from this, you know, tomorrow right. or the next day or the next, you know, so mm-hmm. clearly, you know, in a couple of weeks we'll be with uh, Ryan Serhan, you know, sitting down with people that understand the importance of digital media in real estate, like that's like again a unicorn, right? Mm. So even though it's so mm. obvious why everyone should be passionate about that, uh, yeah. doesn't mean that they are. But to answer your question, you know, so I've I've spent the last two years of my life traveling and studying every fitness concept I could possibly come across. I love that. To the point where you know, so it's funny because there's the primary markets, there's the kind of secondary and then tertiary markets. Concepts like Orange Theory and Pure Bar are everywhere, and you know are able to operate in secondary and tertiary markets and do really really well barry's takes the flag planting approach where they're just going to open one studio in in you know and it's whatever. exclusive exactly it's place to be seen and you know from a branding standpoint it's mm-hmm. far superior from a retail standpoint merchandising mm-hmm. their clothing is is amazing mm-hmm. and you know I'd rather throw up on a shirt than wear an Orange Theory Fitness shirt. As much as I love <laughs> Orange the, my, my homies who created the concept, it's just, you know, they're not about being – people are never going to buy a piece of Orange Theory Fitness gear that that do not do the class. Yeah. Now, what's amazing about Barry? You can go shopping there. And what's amazing about SoulCycle is mm-hmm. they've been able to actually create – a demand and a brand, Mm -hmm. and Rumble is doing that now, you know, where people will literally go and buy gear Mm -hmm. to wear it and walk down the street in New York, in Chicago, San Fran, Miami, wherever that, you know, wherever they are, DC. And that's a branding play, right? So the guys behind Rumble have a completely different mission than the guys behind Orange Theory, right? And and all of them for, for that matter. But, you know, I do think there's a void And a lot of white space in the secondary tertiary markets. I think there's a lot of opportunity there for companies. Cycle Bar also, you know, tried to cover the spinning niche outside of the major metropolitan Mm -hmm. areas. But close.
0: Like they're in like Somerville, Mass. Mm -hmm. Like they're close, but they're not. Yeah.
1: Well, because again, they're franchised, you Mm -hmm. know, which is very different than- Can you you speak to that
0: for people who are really not sure about like the benefits of corporate versus franchise? I Mm -hmm. mean, we've talked a lot about the negative sides, I think. You know, maybe that you could find some positives. (laughs) Yeah, well, there are
1: positives. Positives, right? Yeah. So, you know, any founder of a concept, any smart one has an exit strategy in mind, right? So if you want to grow something fast and furious and roll out, you know, hundreds of units in a few years. The only way to do that is franchising, Mm -hmm. right? So the guys behind Orange Theory Fitness, Dave Long and Jerome Kern are franchising geniuses. They're not fitness geniuses. Mm -hmm. They understand the franchise model as good, if not better than everybody. And they've built a machine that makes sure that as much as possible, you know, the best practices are implemented across the company, whether or not it's Mr. and Mrs. Jones who open a Orange mm-hmm. Theory or Mr. and Mrs. Smith open at Orange Theory. They have done an amazing job of keeping that quality control mm-hmm. as good, if not better than yeah. any franchise company that I- I've worked with. And I work with plenty of them who are not even close to as good as that as they are. So I think it's amazing. And they, as a result of that, have made a lot of people very wealthy because- that company went from zero to a 100 real quick and the fact that they're very involved in the approval process every mm-hmm. step of the way means that a only business-minded people that have the capital can actually open these things. Mm-hmm. And that's a big differentiator because a lot of other franchise concepts, I won't name names, will take anybody who has a pulse and yeah. like, you know, enough money to actually get halfway into opening even, one. And even like
0: the control of the real estate. Mm-hmm. So if you're working with hundreds of different individuals who want to own a franchise, you have hundreds of potential different brokers who have different motivations to work with them and
1: Yeah, there's a I, lot of quality control that, that's going on. And by the way, that's why I hate the word broker because yeah, you know, I hate to me it it's a negative connotation. I'm retiring said, the term broker. Oh from, guys,
0: I'm going to do it yeah. too. I'm retiring the term broker yeah, for I'm, sure.
1: I'm, I'm going to have a retirement party for the term. Can
0: I can I come? Absolutely. Okay.
1: You're you're invited. And you know, we're advisors and, you know, most of our advisors are are on salary with a bonus plan, so you know, it's very different than like the, the hustle kind of- and
0: yeah well, know it's so like awesome, the
1: motivation it, behind yeah. like a, a lot of there are people that give the term broker" a bad name
0: uh-huh well car uh, salesmen's the same way
1: and the car salesmen that are brokers <laughs> um yeah well that's that's right and, and I having grown up in a automobile dealership like yourself you know of course there are there are people that are looking out for the best interest mm-hmm. of, of you know yeah, the people that are coming yeah. in they want to do the right thing and help mm-hmm. them out and then there's the people that just totally want yeah. to you know sell a car for as much as yeah. you can possibly we sell it for and I think in our world the majority of the quote-unquote brokers mm-hmm. are starving okay <laughs> because it's a fact that in our industry 90% of the business is done by 10% of the people in a good economy there are people that are starving so can you imagine when this thing turns and it will in the not so distant future mm-hmm. you know you're going to have a lot of people that are desperate yeah. so you know desperation makes people do do bad yeah. things and you know which is why a broker will put you somewhere just to earn a commission mm-hmm. and an advisor like myself Is not motivated by the faith.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask. So. When you think about, so I've had many moments where I I live by the saying, leap in the net will catch you. Mm -hmm. So if you look at somebody who's never done real estate before and they want to be a broker and they want to start on their own Mm -hmm. and they have to have that moment of leap in the net will catch you. I didn't start real estate that way. I started many other things in fitness that way, Mm -hmm. but I started real estate as a developer for CVS and Cumberland Farms. So more of an advisory role. Mm -hmm. And I learned in a really... I don't know, just was a complete student of it. Right. Did you have a moment with real estate or anything you do creatively Mm -hmm. where you were like, I don't even know if I see the net at this point, but I'm going to jump? Always. Always. Well, I mean, the uncertainty leaning into that. Yeah.
1: Nothing certain. Let's be honest. I started Sabre in 2010. Deciding to pay back CB Richard Ellis to leave a year before my contract was up, you know, to pay them the unamortized portion of the quite large check that they gave me to go there four Mm -hmm. years prior. And the real estate brokerage business is one of the most difficult businesses on the planet. Fact. The real estate brokerage business in New York Metro is even more difficult, right? So, you know, there are very few people that start real estate brokerage companies of magnitude. I decided that when I was going to start Sabre with my partner, Ken Breslin, that I was going to borrow a lot of money and- do it in the right way Mm -hmm. uh, and build a brand first.
0: I love that you even were thinking of a brand regarding Uh,
1: I spent a good amount of money developing the brand behind Sabre before launching the company.
0: Can you tell them what you have done with your vlogs and social media?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So and again that that's eight years ago now. So you know, but I always having a creative background, appreciating fashion street culture, lifestyle brands, things of that nature, you know, it was very important to me. You know, the inspiration really behind starting Sabre was there was nothing that existed for me when I wanted to leave CBRE and spread my wings Mm -hmm. and do something else. There wasn't a culture that fit me. Mm -hmm. So I decided if I felt that way, there must've been other people that felt that way. So, you know, again, Mm -hmm. I think the definition of success is, you know, freedom and being able to do what you want to do. Mm. Ultimately, I think you have to do a lot of things that you don't want to do to get I to a place with that. that you- And that's
0: what I think people are missing sometimes on social media. It's all about do what you want, live your truth, which I feel like I'm finally getting there, yeah. but nobody's seen- the stuff that's taken to get to that point and there's more things i'm gonna have to do to keep on going and how,
1: how many years are you in commercial real estate commercial real
0: estate five and a half
1: okay so and that's a critical like that is an.
0: it's enough I, to,
1: absolutely i think that's a great place we were talking earlier about how that five-year mark is like it's an it's a milestone you know because, feels like
0: it i feel like it's oh, like I finally, am, I finally i finally i'm like okay I, i'm starting to get what what I want out of this, not just to have a job, but to feel connected to it in a totally. way that makes me more excited Absolutely. to
1: do more. Absolutely. First and foremost, I don't think I answered your question that no. you asked a, a little bit ago, which was...
0: Which was about leaping with the net will catch you. You yes. said you had to borrow money. And Correct. then I, I took you on a little turn about the vlogs Yes. And the
1: I'm going to go back to the vlogs and the branding. But, you know, the so I only bet on myself because I have... A failure is not an option attitude. Okay. And I will work as much as I need to. I will do anything that I need to do in order to succeed at whatever it is I set my mind to. Mm-hmm. And are you one
0: kind of goal person at a time? Or are you <laughs> 17 million? Am I a one kind of
1: goal person <laughs> at a time?
0: Yeah, a mile a minute. Yeah. Mile a minute. No, Energizer I, bunny.
1: I'm always, see, here's the thing. Most a people, pots, Most Iowa, a people, I, exactly, but they all need to boil. Mm-hmm. I am at a place that I think 90% of the world would be satisfied with what mm. I'm building. Yeah. And I'm not satisfied until I change the world. Meaning, you know, if I'm going to be in the commercial real estate industry, I want to change the way that the business operates, right? The way that the industry, I should say, operates. And I've made an impact where the companies that I didn't want to go work for Mm -hmm. are watching so closely and copying Mm -hmm. a lot of what we do at Sabre. And that's flattering because in most cases, it's like older, traditional, kind of tired commercial real estate companies that are just copying stuff and that's not authentic. And it, it,
0: it's, it doesn't feel authentic. It's not authentic. And How when do you I feel see, authentic. When I see people on LinkedIn with yeah. big brokerages, I'm like, well, I don't even want to read that. I don't know who you are. It's not it's not connecting to me. It just feels, yeah, doesn't feel very real. I know you have a huge meeting, so I don't want to no, um, no, take I'm, up too, I'm, too much I'm of good.
1: your time. I'm good. So I'll, I'll kind of piggyback onto that. So I'm super focused right now on what I'm calling becoming future-proof. And that's okay. basically the concept that I'm working on. That's what the new vlog will be.
0: Oh, okay, is that you, you guys heard up?
1: it first? Yeah, so it's future proof. It, it's future proof, okay. and you know, and that's kind of my way. I've always I I feel very responsible for the people that work with me mm-hmm. at Saber. I don't want to say for me because I'm not self made. Without these people, I would be nowhere.
0: You're empowering um, them.
1: Absolutely. I want everybody to succeed. I want everybody. You know, I'm happy to take off my plate and and provide for everybody that believes in me. And anybody who comes to work at Sabre obviously believes in me in some capacity. Mm -hmm. And I'm very fortunate enough to, you know, have people that want to be a part of what we're doing. And I basically put myself out There when we started a vlog, okay, which wasn't very comfortable because I knew in a very non-innovative industry like commercial real real estate, (laughs) there would be a lot. What are you doing exactly? And a lot of people would would not only you know laugh at it and and mimic it and all of that stuff, but you know I didn't think it would resonate. You know, most importantly, I didn't think it would resonate. That's the
0: thing. So in 2013, I had my first real estate tour. I was psyched up about what I was wearing. I was psyched up about the sites that I wasn't even like if they failed or went for it, like it didn't matter. I wasn't gonna get fired. I had no stake in it, but I was so pumped for that tour. And I was like taking selfies in the bathroom and like trying to like maybe take obscure photos and because I care and I want to share always what I care about. But I'm like, I felt one, like it was a secret. Two, CVS would kill me. Like three, that my my boss was like, what is Instagram? It was 2013. Like, what is Instagram? And I had 25 posts at that point and I wanted to have more. Sure. But I felt like I, to be authentic, I had to only post a picture of like chest down of like my cool shirt and cool skirt and like how my nails matched and not the fact that like I was psyched to see if I could convince CVS to buy here. And it was so frustrating to me. And that's why you stood out to me so much because you're living your truth in real estate and talking about it and putting it out there to the world. And you could inspire someone in a soccer career. You could inspire someone in the restaurant business because you're an inspiration on its own. And I think that the real estate people just don't, it's half, they don't know YouTube or they don't know Instagram. And the other part is they've never put themselves out there and how freaking scary it is when you first start.
1: Oh, well, you've said it. And you've said a lot of things and thank you, you know, for the for the kind words as well. I live, like I said, at the intersection of commercial real estate and digital media. Those are polar opposites. So There's
0: like a hard intersection. It, it, it doesn't <laughs> really, get... Like, you can see the intersection, but not everyone else can.
1: Exactly. And most, you know, so what's interesting, we were having a conversation before we we connected a little bit ago about how the commercial real estate folks as a whole... Don't understand social media, mm-hmm. the power of it, the importance of it. You know, the social media influencers that I run with are, you know, all about how authentic can I possibly be, exactly. and how uncomfortable can I possibly mm-hmm. be, and I want to tell the world my deepest, darkest secrets.
0: Literally, the, the literally, deepest. Literally, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and, and you
1: know, it's so funny because I live my life just as a complete like I have one bucket. You know, that's it,
0: what I want. That was on my sheet of things yeah. to ask you. Is Is that I've finally found a way to morph it all. Like people know I'm here for fitness and real estate. And before it would have been a secret. Correct. Right.
1: Isn't that a very like yeah. comfortable, proud place to live? So
0: proud because yeah. I could tell my people I was with before I was with you, hey, I'm going to go do a podcast because I'm starting a podcast about fitness and real estate. There and they looked go. at me like I was speaking Chinese, but I was like, I'm so excited. They're like, well, then we're excited. Exactly. And that's what matters is people see you doing something you care about that's right. and making a difference and they are attracted to you. It's like yeah, the law of course. attraction.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely we're so early still you mm-hmm. know even though in like in this for us, in this space mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know for for a lot of people i think it's also the we were talking about the kind of who am i concept which you know my good imposter friend tyler syndrome, harris kind of?
0: are you talking about uh, that
1: i'm talking about like who am i to have Britney following me yeah. oh, down yeah, the streets yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know filming me on camera right i'm not on million dollar list yeah
0: right? like a li- yeah a little bit of imposter syndrome yeah. cuz you're like i'm not that guy i'm not that celebrity whatever
1: totally and you know it but it's it's so interesting to Again, keep yourself uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when I'm walking around and Brittany's filming me and following, you know, it's keeping me outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I get a kick out of people that, that don't live that way. You know, I just can't really understand yeah. it. I, and that's why I can't be put in a box, yeah. you know, like,
0: that's it, why I love. That. Why get up in yeah. the morning
1: if you, you know, have to be mundane and boring and do what other yeah. people tell you? all day.
0: And I was going to ask you, what do you have a favorite day of the week? Because in the, in the portfolio lifestyle, what I learned very quickly because you, I have always worked weekends. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was very recently that I stopped teaching on the weekends, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm not working or yeah. podcasting or whatever. And it, it made me really have to think about what's my favorite day of the week. Because when I first started working in eight to five Monday through Friday, only lasted two months because I couldn't stand it. I everyone loved Friday. I love Monday. I love because Monday. I got to teach and it was yeah. a new week and I was excited and I was motivated. But and by Friday I was like, okay, like did I do enough whatever. But do you have a favorite day of the week now as it stands?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I of course I love I see more of my family on the weekends. Mm. I love that. But I absolutely love Mondays because earlier in my life i would say that you know i lived for fridays and you know and yeah. mondays were kind of like the you you have the sunday jitters yeah, and the sunday yeah. blues or whatever it is mm-hmm. and i think that for from you know working on myself for so many years and pushing myself so much by the way i'm in, i'm in the office i'm working on yeah. weekends too yeah. so but i love mondays because you know, you have, you can't skip a Monday workout. Mm-hmm. You have to crush a Monday in order to set the, you know, the, the week off properly. And I think people like, it's all about when you're passionate about mm-hmm. what you do, you're never working a day in your life. Yeah. And that's the reality, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, th- this is this fun. Work? Like, I've been looking know,
0: forward to it that's for what I mean. Likewise.
1: So this is, this is awesome. And this is what mm-hmm. gets me excited when I okay. get out of bed in the morning yeah. is this type of stuff. I'm going to be super excited. What do excited. I get to do tonight? Exactly. But I'm at a point now where podcasts like this, meetings, discussions like this. We were supposed to get a workout in after this. You guys are still going. I have a meeting that unfortunately that fortunately or unfortunately, you know, it's a a, a big, it's it's a big meeting. I'm excited about it, but that's, what's crazy. Like working out in our world Mm -hmm. is work right yeah. like it you is. guys are all connecting yeah. and working yeah. out it's the new water cooler
0: it I you mean, know? it it's the is the new more water cooler it's too, the new it's where i put my videos on instagram right. i get clients from my morning workout
1: right it's amazing
0: so it's like i'm going to go do something for me that feels good i'm going to teach somebody probably hundreds of people something while i'm doing it yep. cuz i'm going to talk about time under tension or rest periods whatever and then someone's going to ask for nutrition advice so i totally feel you on that
1: yeah but you're hacking life you understand that you can be anything that you want to be Which and, is- and-
0: like I want you to say that again. You yeah, can be you, anything.
1: You could be anything that you want to be and I think the small-minded world that were, you know, it was beat into their heads that they had to act a certain way mm-hmm. whether it was by a parent or whoever it was. And still, yeah, you know, it could be, could
0: be it could be a boss. It could be a spouse, friend. it could be a
1: boss. You know, you work from this hour to this hour, mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do and then you're supposed to be home and then mm-hmm. you're supposed to go here and you're supposed to do that. You know, I I think that those people don't live happy.
0: Yeah. And
1: I think that you know, unless you're happy that way, yeah. that's fine. Not everybody's like us, but mm. you know, the reality is, once you start to realize that, you know, there is no nobody telling you that you need to be in the office at nine yeah. and you need to leave at five. Your choice. Be in the, is the office at six if you feel yeah. like it. Live, leave midday and crush a workout. Yeah. Do whatever it takes. That was to the make most empowering you, thing for me. Absolutely, like do whatever it takes to make you operate your best, mm. and you know, focus on the more that I worked on personal development, the more that I realized that, you know, my mental health is equally important to my physical health. And I a question and, about that. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, I think, you know, Tyler Harris, again, taught me a lot about the core four, which is, you know, mind, body, business, and relationships, and looking at that, those four categories as a table, mm-hmm. and if one of those legs is wobbly, you Ooh, know, the I table's like gonna fall analogy. over, basically. Mm-hmm. And that changed my mindset yeah. in a major way, now clearly not every bucket is always going to be Of course, they
0: like constantly changing. That's right. And that's the game of up. life, mm-hmm.
1: right? So, you know, I think that if you can be mindful of that, mm-hmm. that you have to work on, you know, maybe it's you need to in- incorporate meditation, right? Maybe yeah. it's journaling, different things that you can alleviate stress, yeah. especially in, you know, our, our industry mm-hmm. is very stressful. Yeah. We're constantly moving and, you know, I thrive on that and I enjoy that, but it could could create for somebody who's not mindful of that and working mm-hmm. on bettering themselves and personal development and all that stuff that could add a an abundance Huge. of stress that yeah. you know people can't handle.
0: I think my final question for mm-hmm. you is you know you've given so much advice throughout this podcast but what is the thing that you do, and you don't have to be super personal, but I love listening to podcasts of successful people because they have weird ticks about them, right? Mm-hmm. Like one guy's jumping in the shower of freezing cold water. A lot of that. Like I'm up at 3.31 every day or mm-hmm. 3.33. There's no other alarm clock. You're crazy. Uh, crazy. But, <laughs> you know, these little ticks. So is there one, two, three things that you do, whether it's workout related, meditation related, that allow you to not only keep focused and be present, but to focus on so many things, all those different pots of water.
1: Yeah. So I think that, you know, it's not one thing in particular. I fill up my days like to max capacity. And, and, you know, today's a great example that I'm not when, when things-
0: Three podcasts today.
1: Yeah. But when things, and and I won't miss a beat on all of the accounts, all the clients, all the employees, my staff, you know, my ICSE, the setting up of the booth, you know, so everything that you have to do as an entrepreneur, that all falls on my shoulders really everybody else making sure that they're getting to the show. Are prepared for the show You know It's not just myself You know So I have to do all that stuff So I'm just really able To multitask Very well And I will tell you That working out Is a major Major Priority And if I don't get it, Like I'm not gonna work out today
0: Uh, As a
1: result Yeah Like I didn't work out this morning Because I thought We were gonna be I was gonna do a class tonight And that threw me off But not enough For me to have a bad day Right Yeah I never have a bad day By the way The worst things in the world Could happen to me Mm -hmm. And I find the positive and everything. I'm I wired that way. Like I, you know, I, was, I you even can't since you're choose a little kid. That, since I'm a little oh, okay. kid. Okay. I love I that. have a smile on my face constantly 24 seven, regardless that's of what's going know. on. That's just my DNA. That's, that's who I am. Makes but you good for multitasking. it makes me, yes, yeah, definitely good for multitasking. But, you know, I think I have tremendous empathy for others and, you know, I don't put myself first. You know, I think about how it's going to affect everybody around me because I've always been in kind of a leadership role okay, and I like to lead by example and I feel like you need to do, you need to act in life as if even when nobody's watching as if somebody is to kind of keep I you. Love I love mean, that.
0: It's like the person over your shoulder, but not in a bad way, not no. like a boss that's micromanaging, but like someone who's like, are you doing your best Absolutely. or were you doing a shortcut? Absolutely. That, well, I love that.
1: Well, oh you know, and, and kind of tying this all back to when I spoke about losing my mom, you know, I never knew what my future would be like. So all I knew is there certain things I can control and the only thing that I can control at the time, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I I don't care to be, to be honest, but I knew that nobody could outwork me. So how was I going to compete with other people in the industry that do what I do when they're in the business, basically as long as I'm alive. Mm. And I knew that I had to get started and accomplish as much as possible in a day. So Mm. that's really what it comes down to. So, you know, I don't see anything as a waste of time. I will take on- now granted if 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 i'm spinning my wheels and i'm Taking a meeting that I know is just, you know, taking up time that I could be doing something that's gonna yeah. be more productive. Which is a
0: very I think a big struggle on the portfolio lifestyle because sometimes there's just no way to know. Absolutely. And you have to take a gamble. Yeah, but
1: you, you need again, you need to pivot, you need to mm-hmm. adapt, you need to learn, you know, especially in our business, you start to realize what's a waste of time and, yeah. and what's not. But you have to learn that yourself too. I can't teach that to a new new person in the industry. Yeah. You know, I could tell them that you're wasting your time, but if they don't learn why and how on then their they're own gonna again. they're gonna do it again. Yeah. So
0: I love that. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I'm just super fortunate to be in the position that I am, but I will say nobody handed it to me. You know, I have nobody really to thank for it but myself.
0: But that's um, the story that you can tell too. And absolutely. that can inspire so many people because you figured that path of that adventure mm-hmm. was you on that adventure.
1: Here's the reason that I do what I'm doing today and the reason that I like helping others is, you know, I didn't have a mentor like mm-hmm. that. I didn't have somebody that... That could put me on the right track or give me their wisdom or and, exactly yeah. so you know I really just had a phone and a desk and a computer figured it all out on my own that's why I'm really good at what I do and nobody can take that away from me but I do enjoy you know helping other people grow and achieve mm-hmm. and I take pride in that when I watch them uh, and I've done that you know in a, in a pretty significant way at this stage of my career And that's what it's about. It's about giving back, right? You know?
0: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Good luck at your meeting tonight. And you guys, I'm going to put tons of links in the show notes that you can find him. You can follow him. You can watch his vlogs. You can find his new vlog coming out. And your Instagram handle is Is just-
1: My name, full name, J-A-Y-S-O-N-S-I-A-N-O, Jason Ciano. And Saber Real Estate, obviously, you can search for as well. Awesome. It's well, S A B R E, by yes, the way. S A B R E. Which will be linked below yes, too. Check it out. So,
0: thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to connect, you can reach me at Garrett N Wood on Instagram or the podcast Instagram at Dare to Move Podcast. Imagine that. I hope you have an amazing day. And just so you know, our podcast is where we explore all the productivity hacks business scaling tools, and unique characteristics and personality traits of entrepreneurs leading the way in the portfolio lifestyle. Get inspired, gain actionable steps, and feel like you're connecting with genuine people who are making an impact all by way of careers which they designed. And that being said, if you are someone doing any of the aforementioned, I would love to have you on the show. I obviously explore my network and reach out to the people I know, but I want everyone to have an opportunity, so do not hesitate to reach out and request an interview, and let me know if you know somebody who you think would be really exciting for the Dare to Move podcast to interview. I hope you have an awesome day, and as always, dare to move.